Congratulations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, June 25th, 2014, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of DoubleWideNetwork.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Worldwide Islamic Caliphate. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. Lord God, I ask that you would open the eyes and ears spiritually of the hearer today to see and hear that which you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Lord, let us be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done, and we ask that you would use the power of your Holy Spirit this day to bring us through this broadcast and let us have an enjoyable time receiving the word that you have prepared in the last hour for such a time as this. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another captivating episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Well, folks, we begin today's broadcast by stepping back to the year 2002 the year in which the Lord God first impressed upon my spirit that there was something very important about a swath of an article that I'm about to share with you, taken from a piece that I was prompted by the Holy Spirit back then to use in one of my sermons to bring forth the fact that the Lord God, all the way back in 2002, was speaking to me about the soon-coming aspirations of the followers of Islam to restore the Islamic Caliphate. My friends, you have to understand that back in December of 2002, when I first read this article, that I'm about to share with you, I had never in my life ever even so much as heard of an Islamic caliphate. But while reading the article, the Lord there again prompted me to research and see just what a caliphate was. Then, in 2012, the pieces appeared to be coming together concerning this so-called caliphate. Here's what I used of the article taken directly from my 2002 sermon, which was titled, As the Darkness Gathers. The title of the article is, West in Mortal Danger from Islam, Says Putin, by Ambrosia Evans Pritchard in Brussels and Julius Strauss in Moscow. Originally dated November 12, 2002, reposted December 11, 2002, and reads thusly. Islamic radicals are pursuing the systematic annihilation of non-Muslims. President Vladimir Putin claimed yesterday, the Russian leader said at a European Union summit in Brussels, that the Western civilization faced a mortal threat from Muslim terrorists and claimed that they had a plan to create a worldwide caliphate. 
Mind you, my friends, the Lord was speaking to me and I'm sure many others that are called by and according to the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit long before Glenn Beck and his team of secular researchers came on the scene in 2007 and began to speak of the possibility of a worldwide caliphate. With that said, continuing on, the Lord had me to look up in 2002 after reading this article to see just what a caliphate really was. And here's a brief description of what I found. Caliphate, the rulership of Islam. Caliph or Khalifa, the spiritual head and temporal ruler of the Islamic State. Principle, Islam is a theocratic religion. When Muhammad the prophet died, a caliph, an Arabic word meaning successor, was chosen to rule in his place. The caliph, caliph or khalifa, as I like to call it, has temporal and spiritual authority, but was not permitted prophetic power. This was reserved for Muhammad. The khalifa could not, therefore, exercise authority in matters of religious doctrine. With that said, my friends, it appears that he, the caliphate, can do a lot of other things, as we will soon find out, which, my friends, should be to you and I food for spiritual thought, because the practice of a khalifa or caliphate was halted in the year 1924. Is it back? Well, with that said, I guess the answer is that at the moment, those of the Sunni Islamic terror group, ISIS, certainly do seem to be trying their best to once again to revive the position of their so-called caliphate, caliph or khalifa, as the title of this once dissolved tyrant goes. Here, some 90 years later, in the year 2014. Moving on, in a startling piece from July 12, 2012, which was at the time a WND.com exclusive titled Decorated General, Sharia is here now, tells audience influence has penetrated deepest halls of our government. Written by Michael Carl. WND.com states that Michael Carl is a veteran journalist with overseas military experience as a political consultant. He also has two master's degrees, is a bivocational pastor, and lives with his family in the Northeast United States. His, uh, his article begins as thus. Retired Army General William Jerry Boykin is warning that Islamic Sharia law already is in the United States and is forming a cloud over the future of the nation. Boykin addressing a packed house at a synagogue today in Slothen, Massachusetts, said there is a threat to this community and this country from Sharia and the Muslim Brotherhood, noting that the Muslim Brotherhood had a presence in the United States, United States since at least the year 1962. The new Egyptian president at that time, Mohamed Morsi, said he joined the Muslim Brotherhood in 1978 while he was in the United States of America. People who say that the Muslim Brotherhood is not in America are not dealing in reality, Boykin said. He said every Muslim pays a price for being indifferent to the agenda of the radical Muslim Brotherhood. Muslims who are not pushing for Sharia in the United States are pushed aside and don't have a voice. They're often marginalized in their mosques and sometimes not allowed to participate, he said. Boykin also says that Sharia law has deep ramifications for the United States. People say that Sharia isn't going to be a threat in the United States. Well, 53 cases in 28 states have been decided by Sharia law at the appellate level, Boykin said. There are groups and websites in the United States, states pushing for the Sharia law. They're dedicated to spreading it, and Mark Stain has said that that's what's happened in Europe. He continued, the Europeans didn't take this threat seriously, and now Stain has said that it's going to be a little less than a generation before Europe is overcome. Boykin told the crowd, of the Muslim Brotherhood's master plan for the United States. 
The Muslim Brotherhood is working to control the dialogue in the United States, ensuring that people don't talk about Sharia or its objectives for the country, he said. It's gone into the deepest halls of our government, too. It was no less than the FBI director, Robert Mueller, that had a March meeting with the Muslim Brotherhood. The leader of the Brotherhood complained about the counterterrorism training manual, Boykin said. In response, Miller allowed the Muslim Brotherhood to expunge over a thousand documents from the training manual, Boykin said. So please don't say it can't happen here. You've been told a lot of lies and you've been told it's a religion of peace. You've been told that Islam and democracy are compatible, and that's a lie. We've been told that we all worship the same God. That's a lie. My God, Boykin said, you cannot have a personal relationship with, with Allah. You can't have a personal relationship, he said. And my friends... Man, that's a mouthful. And with that said, and on that note, I'll be right back after the break to fill you in on some more riveting news concerning the emerging worldwide caliphate. Make a way for, make a way for, make a way for the king, the king is coming. Great song from the Newsboys from God's Not Dead. If you haven't seen the movie, it's coming out on DVD August 5th. Well, my friends, if you're just joining us today, our show is about the emerging worldwide caliphate in regards to a formation of an Islamic state, which is to be overseen by a caliph or khalifa, as I like to call it, and ruled by way of what is called Sharia law or Islamic law, if you will which appears to be taking shape right before our very eyes through the things that are taking place in Syria and Iraq at this very moment. Some of you may remember me saying last week that I personally and possibly prophetically think that what is taking place in Iraq with all the beheadings and such is some kind of a deranged rehearsal for the overthrowing of the U.S., My friends, the coming caliphate or Islamic rule has been being discussed for many, many years, though not publicized in the lame stream media. With that said, my friends, if you still have unbelief in mind 
at this late hour in which we now find ourselves living in, not to mention the short period of time that you actually have left to prepare for the soon coming of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ, who is as well the bridegroom that is soon and very soon to return for his bride, of whom are all those who have a personal relationship with him and who are at the same time of his return living a living daily a life as becoming of a Christian. Please consider this article title, Muslim Group Wipe Christianity from the Faiths of the Earth, which was posted on Prophecy News Watch July 11th. I noticed there's a lot of 11s going on in here. I'm going to talk to you guys about 11 one day, my friends. It's a very important number in their world. As I said, it was uh, posted on the Prophecy News Watch July 11, 2012, and was an original post from WND.com from 7-7-2012, which reads, A Muslim group has released its plans to wipe Christianity from the face of the earth, Islamitize the West, and establish an Islamic state, uh, Islamic system of world government, placing those who resist under a police state. The 23-page booklet, The Global Islamic Civilization, The Power of a Nation Revived, is the brainchild of the United Muslim Nations International, a group led by Sheikh Farouk al-Mahamedi. The document outlines a plan for Muslim for the Muslim world for the Muslim world domination and the reestablishment of the caliphate. Al-Mohamedi leaves no doubt about his views on Christianity. Quote, Christianity should be destroyed and wiped from the face of the earth. Al-Mohamedi said it, it is an evil, demonic, and antichrist system. All Christians are in complete ignorance. And that, my friends, would be the devil speaking Continuing on, the sheikh includes a veiled threat in his remarks. Islamic power has returned upon the face of the earth, and the revived global caliphate has set eyes on the West to once and for all rid the world of Christianity, and there is nothing you can do about it, al-Mohamedi said. He makes his objective clear. I have pledged and made a firm promise to the caliphate, interesting, of the United Muslim Nation International, Nations International Organization that I will do my utmost to Islamatize all of the West without a short, within a short period of time, al-Mohammadi said. Al-Mohammadi's views are reflected in the book, which calls on all Muslims to listen to listen attentively to the teachings of the booklet so that they may be able to feel the spirituality of an Islamic revival within themselves and that they will be able to achieve the much-needed upliftment, their words, not mine, and also a means of gaining the closeness of Allah. The document is a clear statement on the organization's objective. Page two explains that the emergence of a Islamic caliphate is the, listen up, my friends, the ultimate goal of all Muslims. Firstly, we will uh, deal with the matter of the global Islamic situation, its honored status, the unrivaled universal brotherhood and sisterhood of the Muslim Ummah, the document states. Islam, the only true religion, enjoins upon mankind total submission to the will of Allah, which means that you are to live a life that is totally devoted to the Almighty Allah by serving him in the matter which he has prescribed for us through example, through the example, through the example of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the booklet says. Al-Muhammadi declares that Western resistance to the worldwide Islamic movement is futile. Today, as I breathe the air of our newly found state of uh, Islamic state of America, before my trip this week to Arabia, 
I leave behind me an internationalist Islamic ideology, which will be the future of America and Europe, he said. None will resist. You will submit. Islam will conquer the hearts of all Christendom. This is a definite reality. Well, I hate to tell him, but the word Christendom has nothing to do with Christianity. If you go back in history, the word Christendom is to do with the Catholic Church, who up until only about 30 years ago decided they were Christians, because otherwise they were Catholics. Every government, he says, has surrendered to the revived global caliphate, and those nations who resist will be placed under a police state within their realm. Al-Muhammadi added that non-Muslims have no place in his vision for the world. The Diamis, he says, he says, has no empire and no right to rule anywhere in the world. Earth belongs to us, all of it, he said. Al-Muhammadi did not respond to WorldNet Dailies or WND's subsequent requests for an interview. WND previously reported that Al-Hamedi complained about WND's reporting and threatened to shut down WND. His quote was, if you do not comply, then WND uh, and its employees will become targets for our UIA agents who will eliminate you within America, said an email from Farak Al-Hamedi who had said he is working on behalf of a Muslim organization called the United Muslim Nations International Organization. The WND stories said, Islamic analyst and WND colonist and Atlas Atlas Scruggs publisher Pamela Giller said that the document had one aim, Global Islamic Supremacy. This document is dedicated to a revival of Islamic culture by which is meant a restoration of the global Islamic civilization. Its honored status, the unrivaled universal brotherhood and sisterhood of the Muslim Ummah, Giller said. She also noted that the booklet is completely in line with the stated goals of the Muslim Brotherhood. This refers, of course, to the restoration of the caliphate, the pan-national unity of the Muslims, which is also the goal of the Muslim Brotherhood, she said. Giller added that even though there are references to personal faithfulness in the document, it's really a battle cry. So while the document speaks largely of matters of individual piety, marriage laws, etc., it actually amounts to a call to warfare against and subjugation of non-Muslims under the Sharia, Giller said. She added, in Islamic law, only the caliph is authorized to declare and wage offensive jihad against infidel states. If the caliphate is restored, she says, the present jihads worldwide will look like a time of peace compared to the wars that will be unleashed. American Enterprise Institute Middle East analyst Michael Rubin agreed, confirming the document is very much in line with jihadi philosophy. Now, my friends, to bring us to date, I present to you a couple of renderings, the first of which is from Washington Free Beacon, dated June 16th, 2014, by Adam Credo, titled Senior DHS Advisor, Inevitable That Caliphate Returns, a controversial senior advisor to the Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, is receiving criticism for tweeting that the recent takeover of Iraqi cities by the violent terror group, by a violent terrorist group, is proof that a Muslim caliphate is making an in, uh, inevitable return. Mohammed Eberly, a controversial fix, uh, figure and member of DHS's Homeland Security Advisory Council, HSAC, discussed 
what he describes as the inevitable return of a Muslim caliphate Friday on Twitter. As I've said before, it is inevitable that the caliphate returns, Everly tweeted in response to a question about the terror group Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, or ISIS, which is currently seeking to overthrow Iraqi government and instate strict Sharia law in the country. Choice is only whether we will support European Union like Muslim Union vision or not, wrote Eberly, who has advised numerous federal, state, and local law enforcement organizations on homeland security-related matters. According to his biography on DHS's website, Eberly has come under heavy criticism in the past for claiming that America is an Islamic country with an Islamically compliant constitution. Critics have said that such rhetoric make him unfit to serve as an advisor for the DHS, which is tasked with defending the U.S. borders from terrorism. Eberly, in his uh, most recent comments, went on to claim that that conservatives, uh, quote-unquote, misunderstood the 9-11 terror attacks and should, quote-unquote, reassess their, quote-unquote, belligerence. The discussion began with Eberly mocking CNN for reporting on ISIS implementation of strict Islamic guidelines in the Iraqi territories it has seized. CNN just broadcast a list of ISIS Huda, or restriction rules, Eberly tweeted, reminds me of how we were outraged pre-9-11 by Taliban banning white socks for women. The remark prompted Twitter David Ribeye, a former official with the National Security Group Center for Security Policy, or CSP, to ask Eberly if ISIS's actions should prompt outrage in the United States. That led to Eberly to claim that it is inevitable that a caliphate return. So you're in favor of supporting that inevitable caliphate or not, Ribeye asked. Eberly responded that the United States is moving to engage with radical Islamic groups such as Muslim Brotherhood and others. Now remember that statement, my friends, because in a minute it gets really crazy. Um, as I've stated before, y'all in the national security Oberhawks camp misunderstood or misread 9-11 and should reassess your belligerence, wrote Eberly, who claims that he tweeted his tweets reflect his personal opinion. Well, his personal opinion shouldn't be in the DHS as far as I'm concerned. Eberly has a history of making controversial statements on Twitter. In November of last year, he faced a fierce backlash from critics for saying that he considered America to be an Islamic country. Eberly also uh, stated that at the time that sociologically speaking, the Christian right is similar to the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, he just said they were radical terrorists a minute ago, but now Christians are similar to the Muslim Brotherhood, a group that he has described as pragmatic and nonviolent. Hello, my friends. You have to not even be looking at the news to believe that one. Eberly also has argued in the past that the Muslim Brotherhood poses no threat to the United States and once referred to former Egyptian president, Mohamed Morsi as Egypt's Mandela, a reference to the recently deceased Southern African leader. Our last article, my friends, is this. And Pastor Tom, if you're out there listening, you might want to give us a buzz and let us know what you think today. The last um, title of our article for today is ISIS Threatens to Invade Jordan. Slaughter King Abdullah, uh, dated June 19th, 2014, by Khalid Abdul, Abdul Tam. Islamic terrorists in Iraq and Syria have begun creeping towards neighboring countries, sources close to the Islamic fundamentalist revealed this week. 
The terrorists who belong to the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, or ISIS, known as D-A-E-S-H in Arabic, and are said to be the offshoot of Al-Qaeda, are planning to take their jihad to Jordan, Lebanon, the Gaza Strip, and the Sinai Peninsula. After having already captured large parts of Syria and Iraq, the source said, the capture this week by ISIS of the cities of Mosul and Tikrit in Iraq has left many Arabs and Muslims in the region worried that their country soon may be targeted by terrorists who seek to create a radical Islamic emirate in the Middle East. According to the sources, ISIS leader Abdul Barker al-Baghdadi recently discussed with his lieutenants the possibility of ex- Uh, extending the group's control beyond Syria and Iraq. One of the ideas discussed envisioned focusing ISIS's efforts on Jordan, where Islamic movements already have a significant presence. Jordan was also chosen because it it shares borders with Iraq and Syria, making it easier for the terrorists to infiltrate the kingdom. Jordanian political analyst Orb Al-Ran Tahawi sounded alarm bells by noting that ISIS threatened to move its fight to the kingdom was real and imminent. We in Jordan cannot afford the luxury of just waiting and monitoring, he cautioned. The danger of getting closer to our, the danger is getting closer to our bedrooms. It has become a strategic danger. It is no longer a security threat from groups or cells. We must start thinking outside the box. The time has come to increase coordination and cooperation with the regimes in Baghdad and Damascus to contain the crawling extremist and terrorist. The ISIS terrorists see Jordan's Western-backed King Abdullah as an enemy of Islam and an infidel and have publicly called for his execution. ISIS terrorists recently posted a video on YouTube in which they threatened to slaughter Abdullah whom they denounced as a tyrant, some of the terrorists who appeared on the video were Jordanian citizens who tore up their passports in front of the camera and vowed to launch suicide attacks inside the kingdom. Security sources in Amman expressed deep concern over ISIS's threats and plans to invade the kingdom. The sources said that King Abdullah had requested urgent military aid from, guess who, the U.S. and other Western-backed countries so that he could foil any attempt to uh, turn Jordan into an Islamic-controlled state. Marwan Shady, an expert on Islamist groups, said he did not rule out the possibility that ISIS would target Jordan because its views because it views the Arab regimes, including Jordan's, the Hashemites, as infidels and apostates who should be fought. The recent victories by ISIS terrorists in Iraq and Syria have emboldened the group and its followers throughout the Middle East. Now the terrorists are planning to move their jihad not only to Jordan, but also to the Gaza Strip, Sinai, and Lebanon. This is all happening under the watching eyes of the U.S. administration and Western countries who seem to be uncertain as to what needs to be done to stop the Islamic terrorists from invading neighboring countries. ISIS is a threat not only to moderate Arabs and Muslims, but also to Israel, which the terrorists say is their ultimate destination. The U.S. and its Western allies need to wake up quickly and take the necessary measures to prevent the Islamic terrorists from achieving their goal. Failure to act will result in the establishment in the Middle East of a dangerous extremist Islamic empire that will pose a threat to America and Western interests. And I do believe that we have Pastor Tom on the line. Pastor Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. And, and what, what do you think of what's going uh, on? I'm just uh, 
sitting here in prayer because um, I, I know this is a very important broadcast that's going out right now, and I'm praying that uh, people are getting to hear it right now. Uh, I had been going through a little bit, um, and uh, I, I was talking to uh, some people, and they lost the, the feed. So oh, oh. Satan is uh, really working right now. That's okay. We'll get, it. we'll get it on the demand. We'll get yes, it on the it demand. Amen. <laughs> it's getting out, you know. I was just sitting here enjoying it and going along, and it just went blank on me. So I knew that Satan was really uh, working his plans right now, oh, trying, yeah. to, he's, he's trying very, to destroy. He's very angry. Yes. But you know something? Um, I, I just wanted to give even an update, because before I left home today, uh, you know, last weekend they were saying how um, Baghdad looked like it was going to be safe and that uh, these these Islamic terrorists could not come and overtake uh, Baghdad. Just before I left the house today, the statement was made in the news that said Baghdad will fall within one month. Yep. And my friends, that is serious. That is so serious. Amen. We need to stay in prayer but most of all, we need to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. Exactly. And you know, you were just talking about the fact that, you know, everybody's eyes are off of everything. Everything you're hearing is, you know, they're, they're telling us lies, they're telling us everything. But right now, the most important thing we need to do is keep our spiritual eyes and ears open. Mm-hmm. Number two yes. is don't put your faith in man. That's right. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. The one who won't lead you in the wrong direction. That's right. So, I mean, it's so important right now to keep your eyes on the news, but off of, you know, what they're physically saying and look at it in the spiritual aspects of what they're saying. That's right. We need to be ready, watching and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, because, you know, uh, soon and very soon, just as the article said, if for even a period of time before the Antichrist fully comes into power, which you and I plan to be gone by then, but even now we're in a time of tribulation, okay? Um, and the fact is, is that there's people being beheaded left and right over in uh, Iraq right now to overtake these towns. They're being beheaded. They're being ran out of town. They're even being I read this on Jihad Watch last night. So, friends, check it out. Jihad Watch, okay? It's, a, it's an online publication that tells you all about what's going on in the, in the Middle East with these kind of situations. Last night, they were saying that Christians in the north of uh, Iraq are being uh, forced to either pay an Islamic tax, which is part of the worldwide caliphate plan, or to... Uh, to flee the country or have their heads chopped off. Those were ex- the exact words of what it said. And it's already been taking place. So we need to be in prayer for these people around the world because now there's a lot of uprisings going on in all the nations that are predominantly Islamic. They're beginning to get their sea legs and they're beginning to rise up and they think that they're going to create this worldwide Islamic law and Islamic rule, like it once was, uh, like three or four times, actually, in in past history. There were at least five caliphates or worldwide dominations of uh, Islam throughout history. You can go back and read about them. And I thought it was very interesting that actually this would be the sixth if it were to take place even for a little while, which is, you know, that number six is (laughs) kind of interesting. But um, anyway, the thing is, is we need to be ready, watching and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be in God's word. We need to start eating the word of God as never before, spiritually speaking. We need to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly so that we can be ready, watching and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, just like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, It was clear back in 2002 that the Lord began to speak to me about the day we're living in right now. And so, therefore, I just have to say that with that said, my friends, 
The thing that I want you to take away from today's broadcast is not so much in focusing on any one tentacle of evil, such as Islam, but rather to realize that all in this present world who practice the ways of Satan are coming together as one. As as a soon coming time of the open and tyrannical rule and reign of the Antichrist, his false prophet, and the worldwide system rushes in to overtake this present world. And amen. You know, and the other thing is, the Lord said that we would see these things start to take place. That's right. And this is an exciting time that we're living in. This is a, more exciting in some respects than even the time the apostles were living in. That's right. Because we're actually seeing the, the prophecies and everything coming to pass right before our eyes. This is very true. This right. is very true. And this is why it's so important to know God's Word, know it well and know it correctly, so that you can understand what's, what's coming to pass right now. You know, and it's just everybody needs to start paying more attention to the Lord than their cell phones and their messed up lives. I mean, everything is closing in on everybody and everybody's got issues. There's no one exempt. I guarantee you there's no one on the face of this earth that's exempt from having some really messed up situations in their life. They might be minor or they might be you know, very massive, but somebody's got something going on in their life all the time that is nitpicking and it's, it's taken their, their happiness away. Well, that's what we need to put our trust in the Lord for because he's there above all things. We can always keep our eyes on Jesus and stay above water as they like to say, because if we just put our eyes on what's going on only in this world, we will sink to the bottom. My friends, the good news is that you can escape all that is to take place in the time of the Great Tribulation, which is also known as the time of Jacob's Trouble, which specifically takes place in the last three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation, as outlined in the Word of God. Speaking of the time of Jacob's Trouble, the Lord God has this to say, Pastor Tom, in Jeremiah chapter 30, beginning at verse 1, where it is said, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book. For lo, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah saith the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. And these are the words that the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. My friends, we are hearing that voice resounding all over the world right now. Verse 6 says, Ask ye now, and see whether a man doeth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail? And all faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day is great. My friends, that day is a day that is still coming. And yes, it will be great, because it will be the second three and a half years of the seven year period of the tribulation time known as the time of the great tribulation or the time of the outpouring of the wrath of God and the time of Jacob's trouble, which is in reference to what Israel will have to go through just before the opening of the thousand year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ upon this earth. Alas, for that day is great, says the Lord, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, says the Lord, but he shall be saved out of it. The Lord God has a plan, my friends, for it shall come to pass in that day, showing us once again, my friends, that it still has not come to pass yet, for it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke 
from off thy neck, meaning Satan's yoke off of the neck of his people in the land of Israel, my friends, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him, but they, the people of Israel, my friends, shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom the Lord God said, I will raise up unto them, which is Jesus Christ, my friends. And you will see that later in the thread throughout the scripture. Moving ahead, my friends, we find in Revelation chapter 22, verses 10 through 21, John the Revelator speaking as he states, and he saith unto me, seal not the saying of the book of this prophecy. For the time is at hand, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And we, he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, or right living in Jesus Christ, as I like to say, my friends, let him be righteous or right living in Jesus Christ still, says the Lord God. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. My friends, one day suddenly the world as we know it is going to end very suddenly, very abruptly. The Lord God even uses the word suddenly. He will come to his people. And that will be the time of the rapture. And my friends, people will look around and they will wonder where these people have gone. And most will know because we are not in a corner doing something in secret. We are shouting it from the housetops that the Lord God in his word says to be ready, watching and waiting for the imminent return of his one and only begotten son in the rapture, who is Jesus Christ. Verse 12 says, and behold, I come quickly Jesus said, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandment. Who is he? He's God. That they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city, for without are dogs. My friends, throughout history, the word dogs in this term has meant unbelievers, always. For without are dogs, or unbelievers, my friends, and sorcerers, those who practice witchcraft and Satan worship, my friends, and sexual, impure, uh, uh, sexual acts beyond belief, and whoremongers, those who mingle themselves with whores, both on the level of physical whoredom and spiritual whoredom, my friends, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the church. This is why we are to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly, my friends, because the Lord God has sent his word, and we are to eat it up spiritually, that we know how to react in every situation, and we know how to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever trials and tribulations we endure through this life. In verse 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root, and here it is, my friends, and the offspring of David. And the bright and morning star. My friends, the millennial kingdom time will be the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for 1,000 years. Rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for 1,000 years. And it's called the thousand years of peace. Because there truly will be no bloodshed, no tears. And the Lord Jesus Christ will be in complete rule as his people thought he should have been at the time that he came before. But good for us that they didn't believe it then because the fact is is it allowed us, the Gentiles, to be received of the Lord God through the blood of Jesus Christ and for us to have a way of salvation through his precious and holy shed blood upon the cross of Calvary. Verse 17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst, spiritually speaking, my friends, come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely, which is the Holy Spirit, my friends. Soak up the Holy Spirit in your life, my friends. 
And I'm not talking about no soaking rooms in a new age church, okay? I'm talking about get down with the Lord, give your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ, and get uh, on fire with the uh, indwelling power of God's Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, as it is said in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. My friends, the Lord God says, and the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth the word of God come, and let him that is a thirst for spiritual renewal in the Lord Jesus Christ, being born again into the spirit of God, let them come, and whosoever will, let him come and take of the water or the indwelling power of God's Holy Spirit, which is life freely. For I testify unto every man, Jesus said, that the hear, that hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things. My friends, here's another reason you need to know the word of God. The Lord Jesus Christ says, if any man shall add unto these things, which are written in this book, my friends, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. My friends, you know, time is growing very short, and Satan is doing everything within his power, and he has a lot of power and pull here upon the earth that has been granted to him by God. And the fact is, is one day he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Now, you don't want to go with him. I'm sure that you don't want to go to hell and you don't want to go on into the lake of fire because you did not choose the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior. So, my friends, the thing that we need to remember today is things are closing in. This world as we know it is disappearing. Soon and very soon, there will come a time. Just as it was in the time of Noah, the flood did come and they knew not until the door was closed and the flood took them all away. Only eight people were saved upon the face of the earth, which was Noah and his family. My friends, that's a huge statement. That is so huge, I can't even wrap my head around it. So the fact is, is people don't believe that the rapture is going to take place. They don't believe that the world as we know it is coming to an end and there will be a time of great tribulation and then the world that we now live in will no longer exist but be renewed because after the end of the seven years of tribulation, my friends, all that are on the earth will either pass over into the time of the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is only people that the Lord God has appointed. No one knows who that is, my friends, so don't be trying to wait for that. If you're on this side of the rapture, you are to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and to be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return in the rapture so that you can go on into glory and become a ruler and reign with the Lord God and Lord Jesus Christ in the millennial kingdom time, my friends. If you think that you're going to wait till the other side of the rapture to get saved, it's not going to happen unless you are a person who's chosen by God to be saved on that side of the rapture. And I guarantee you that no one within the hearing of my voice and hearing all that I have said here today will be in that group. Because anyone who knows to be, to be ready, watching, and waiting on this side of the rapture will be forever doomed on the other side. This is the time of grace, my friends. This is the time that Jesus Christ paid for with his precious and holy shed blood, that we would surrender our lives to him, to live for him, and at his return, we would forever be with him, my friends. When the millennial kingdom comes, that's another time. 
we will be in eternity ruling and reigning with the Lord Jesus Christ, as the word of God says. I'm not making up some wild story here, my friends. This is why you need to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly. So with that said, my friends, today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, today is the day of salvation, the Lord God says. You need to uh, begin a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to ask him to forgive you of your sins, and you need to begin to walk in uh, the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit by seeking God after you've given your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ for the indwelling power of his spirit, my friends, because it is the power of God's spirit that will keep us through anything. Even if we were put up in front of a firing squad and and told to renounce our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we would just look at them and say nothing. We would just let them blow us to bits because to be absent from this body, my friends, if you are uh, in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is to be present with him for eternity. And we don't, we don't push that as Islam does that we need to go out and do that. No way. We just stay here and do what the Lord's called us to do. And what the Lord's called us to do is spread the light and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not in any militant way except spiritually, my friends, but not physically. We are to let everyone know so that they can make their choice because we have a free will. And today, my friends, you can exercise your free will by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior so that you'll be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent. I cannot stress how imminent his return really is, my friends, with all the prophecies that are taking place upon the face of this earth at this very moment. So let us close in prayer. And today, my friends, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord, Master, and only Savior from the wrath of God that is soon to be poured out upon the face of this earth, well, then today is your day. And my friends, if you're backslidden, all I can say to you is get back on the straight and narrow path with the Lord Jesus Christ. Quit believing the lies of Satan. You are good enough. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one who does the work in you. It has nothing to do with you except for you to keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit. So today, if you're backslidden, renounce Satan and all the evil that you've gone back into and get back into that straight and narrow path which leads to life everlasting with the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that said, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne this day. And we bow down. We thank you for this awesome gift of your one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and that God raised you from the dead, that I would have an opportunity to receive eternal life through the gift that you gave us, through the precious and holy shed blood that you shed upon the cross of Calvary. Lord Jesus, I ask that today you would forgive me of my sins. And I want to know your word, Lord God, and I want to know it well, and I want to know it correctly. So, Holy Spirit, guide me and lead me into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to my remembrance. And Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to have heard my prayer from a broken and contrite heart and spirit this day. And for that reason, I know that I am now your child. And I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to make your presence known in my life and let the light and love of you, Jesus, shine through me to all in this world. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. My friends, thank you for listening today. And with that said, it's a wrap. And I just would like to say thank you once again for tuning in today for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast here on the doublewidenetwork.com. Folks, don't forget to visit us at streamsaz.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting Streams in the Desert Live landing page at doublewidenetwork.com forward slash streams in the desert. This is Pastor Dina saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, and soon coming King and Messiah. Yours too, I hope. And until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. I believe that we are
nations for your sake. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily located on the doublewidenetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?